Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Exponential Book Tour. And my name is Deb Wachemeyer, and I'm super excited to be hosting today two amazing men of God, Paul Bain and Matt Linton. And these gentlemen have written a book called In the Presence of Jesus. And it's a 40-day journey to practice the presence of God in really new and refreshing ways. And I can't wait to get going on this myself. But these authors have such a rich history for themselves. Uh, Paul is the founder of Mindful Christianity, which he started in 2015. And it's an online community which actually helps people discover the contemplative and meditative traditions of practicing the presence of Jesus in their daily lives. And now it reaches, I guess, a million people a day. We'll let Paul explain that a little bit more. And it has really connected well with faith leaders and mental health professionals, counseling organizations. I'm a licensed marriage family therapist. And so this is definitely going to be something I'm going to start connecting with. And he's also a retired senior pastor of New Hope Community Church in Brentwood, Tennessee. His wife, Kathy, and himself have two grown children and six granddaughters. Oh, my goodness. That's a lot of females in your home there, Paul. <laughs> Welcome, Paul. It's good to have you. And then we have Matt Litton, and he's an author. He's also a best-selling collaborative writer. And some of the things that Matt has written for CNN, I think you all know what CNN is, Christianity Today, Dallas Morning News, Relevant, Busted Halo, Catalyst Leader, and he also writes for Mindful Christianity. He's the director of education and resourcing. He's also authored Holy Nomad and the Mockingbird Parables. So Matt, I'm going to be putting those on my reading list as well. And he resides in Nashville with his wife, Christy, and they have four children. So welcome, Paul and Matt. It is so great to have you with us today. And I'm just excited to find out more about your book. Why don't you, though, first tell us how on earth did you guys get together to collaborate on a book? My husband and I have collaborated on a book, but that's easy. I'm married to him. <laughs> For you guys, though, how did you get to collaborate? I think the first part was is that I'd started Mindful and... Uh, through the years, I was looking for somebody and just by, you know, these God things, God moments, chances, I looked up and I knew I needed somebody to help, you know, that thought like I did, that yeah. open to the message. And I look up and I find that Matt and I live within 25 miles of each other. Wow. He's a claimed writer, a successful, very successful writer. And we sat down at lunch uh, for JoJo's for coffee about, oh, probably, is it three years now, Matt's going on or two years? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And and so anyway, uh, we sat down and we had that mutual uh, exchange of uh, giftings and abilities. And uh, we really do. Uh, at this point, we've had a little bit of discussion about a few things, uh, not like our not as bad as I've had with my wife at times, <laughs> but uh, we've worked well together and uh, we we mesh and uh, it's amazing what God's done and, and, wow. and knit our hearts together. I well, you know, Deb, I, I just, if I can jump in, yes, you please. Know, I, I had seen Paul's website pop up. I have friends from all over um, the, the big tent of faith, uh, you know, Anglican friends, Episcopalian friends, charismatic friends. And, and uh, it, I was seeing people post 
uh, mindful stuff and just was really moved by what was going on there, but didn't realize it was Paul. He reached out to me. We had coffee and, and I had been going through my own journey. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with, uh, with teenage uh, uh, kids, uh, you know, a lot, you, a lot of young people in a university setting and watching how anxiety is just encroaching on our culture and fear and worry. And, and uh, I had jumped back into the spiritual disciplines and Paul and I sat down for coffee and uh, to say we're, we're co-authors is one thing. I, I'm blessed that Paul's kind of become a mentor to me um, wow. because he's so far ahead of the game with, with learning, you know, contemplative practices and this kind of stuff. And so, uh, but it, it's amazing. It was really a God thing because, you know, God had been working on with me on ways that Paul, you know, Paul was already into and, uh, and helping, helping pastors, his heart for, his heart for helping people get grounded um, and focus on Jesus just moved me from the first time we sat down to have coffee. And that, that was years ago, uh, uh, before we ever started to dream up a book product that could help people do that. Um, but yeah, I love it. I love the premise of the book. I'll let you talk about that in a moment. But if you are just joining us right now, welcome to the Exponential Book Tour. Today, I get to interview Matt Litton and Paul Bain, the authors of a new book coming out by Tyndale in, his, in the Presence of Jesus. And it's a 40-day guide to help you with contemplative practices, bringing you into a place a richer place, I believe, in your faith journey. And my name is Deb Wackemeyer, and I'm your host today. And if you have, um, if, if you want to know any more about Exponential, you can go to exponential.org, or you can also go to multiplication.org, where there's a whole lot of resources available for you. But I want to jump back in here with Matt and Paul. And why don't you guys uh, help Help us understand a lot of people on this call are, are leaders in ministry, pastors, church planters, and obviously we've just come out of COVID. I actually just had a meeting with an nation, uh, international leader who shared with me that every pastor under his leadership globally shared with him they are super discouraged as they have experienced this 20 plus months of COVID. Can you both explain or help us understand better why this book would be something that would help us deal with that discouragement coming out of COVID? Let me go first is that I, I planted a church at 24 and I've been in active ministry for 45 years. Um, at a point I came at my point in my life, Jesus, Jesus has always been good to me, yes. but the church, um, it's a place that can be really tough and it's really good to get to talk to pastors and leaders and everybody in ministry, because I'm one who started a long time ago and back before all the stuff that we have. But I realized that I was dying on the inside. I was in a fairly successful church where I live and, and I was in my early 50s and I realized we'd go on a prayer retreat or something. They say, go get quiet with God, be disciplined and all that. Mm -hmm. And in 1984, I'd gone to Seoul, Korea and I'd done prayer with uh, 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 Campus Crusade. I came back and I'd pray every morning at six o'clock in the morning for almost two years. Mm -hmm. But all of a sudden it grew cold and I realized there was a problem from moving what I knew in my head to my heart. Mm -hmm. I could talk doctrine, I could talk theology, I could take whatever position, and by the blessing of God, uh, 
but I knew that I was, there was something missing. And, you know, uh, we're notorious for pastors and church leaders to find the newest gimmick. Well, my new gimmick was I began to read about the contemplatives and the church fathers and the desert monks and all that. And I came across a world that I'd never encountered because I come from a fairly conservative background. I, I mean, I, I, I'm a Protestant. I'm an evangelical. But uh, I began to read outside my world of saying, what is it that is missing uh, that has been missing in my life? Mm -hmm. And not saying that anything else was wrong in my life, but what was missing? And so I began to open my mind to say, and I began to read. I read and studied, and I was still actively involved in ministry. And I got to, got to a place I began to understand that I've got to learn how to quiet my mind to That's get still before God. And what does that look like? Yeah. And nobody can tell me. Mm -hmm. So I did all the research on my own. And I remember starting out, I just said, I'm going to, I'm not telling anybody I'm doing this. I'm not going to write anything because I, I, this is not, this is not about a book. I'm old enough now. I just want to survive, keep my sanity. Wow. And ultimately it's kind of interesting. We've done a couple interviews, but this is the most important one as far as where my heart's at, mm -hmm. because I was writing in the beginning to speak to my friends mm -hmm. and those who were in ministry that some who had taken their own lives, who had crashed and burned or were at like at wits end corner like me. And so that was the journey of learning how to calm the mind and yeah. learn how to live in the present moment, to walk daily in a different dynamic of uh, prayer. Uh, uh, I call it prayer without words of just being aware of God's presence and learning how to practice his presence, knowing full well he loves me. But how do I live that and overcome all the things? Oh, that's so good, Paul. And we're so glad you went through that journey. You know, I believe God wastes nothing. And he's using now that part of your story to help us in ministry and others to just learn how to settle down, settle down and fall in love with Jesus again. Matt, anything else you want to add to that? You know, why you guys came together to do this book or what came? Yeah, no, you know, I, I think Paul, Paul's uh, Paul's ministry in mindful Christianity just do, grew organically out mm -hmm. of out of not just pastors but a cultural need. Wow. Um, you know, for, for us to find a place. Uh, you know, I, I think of Matthew seven when Jesus talks about build your life on the rock, and and when Paul and I began to talk about a book, I think you know we were searching for a way to allow people to build a space in their day where they can sit in the presence of Jesus. You know, we, 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 we memorize scripture. We, we talk about all these different things, but one of the things we're not good at is actually sitting in the presence of Jesus. And that's, that's available to us. And that's, that's really the focus of this book to give people um, that space, um, you know, that to, to ground themselves every day um, in the presence of God. So I, I am a Martha and I always thought she got a bad rap. You know, we got things done, but, <laughs> but honestly, learning to be like Mary, there have been moments in my life, seasons where Jesus sat me down and said, mm, it's time to learn. And I would have loved having a tool like this because these ancient practices are so applicable to today. And so um, could you help us understand a little bit more why the contemplative and the meditative tradition are important for Christians today. 
the, the importance is, is that, you know, our world is full of noise. I mean, absolutely. And the last thing I could ever get, I couldn't sit down without, uh, I was so busy. I mean, we had a Saturday night service. We had two Sunday morning services. I, I mean, I was going like a just head spinning. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, our backgrounds, and especially probably most people that's on here is that our, our Christianity is about doing and not yes. being. And so part of the process is learning how to sit down and say, I'm just going, I'm not a human doing, I'm a human being, a being who God has created, wants fellowship with. And I'm so busy, so busy that I, I mean, I'm writing sermons. And when I sit down, I can't think of anything, but all the things I need to get done. So the process is learning how, how do I shut that down? And I'll be truthful. When I first sat down, uh, this goes back about seven or eight years ago, maybe a little bit longer than that. And I finally said, God, I, I remember James Robinson uh, was told, and it goes back years and years ago. He said, uh, he said, I've seen your ministry, James, and he'd preached about eight million people. He said, how would you like to see mine? And uh, I just learned how to go in and say, God, here I am. Uh, I've done a lot of talking, a lot of preaching, a lot of teaching, a lot of everything. Yeah. It's time for me to listen. And I would just point this out is most of the time we as Christians are afraid of what God might say to us. Isn't we're conditioned that? to believe we need, even though we know Jesus loves us, God loves us. We're conditioned to think, man, if God really talks and, and really noise is in our culture is the drug of choice to keep us from dealing with what's really going on in our heart. Okay. That was a convicting sermon right there. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, why do you feel like this is important for us today, especially as leaders and church planters, pastors? D definitely. You know, we, we designed the book. It, it, it takes 40 days to create a habit. And, and Paul and I talk all the time about, you know, it's be still and know. You know, when you look through the Bible, it's the stillness and the quiet when God's voice is present. But, you know, we believe God is available to you in every next breath. Yeah. You know, we call it the holy now that he's present with us. And what we do, uh, you know, what we're challenging people to do is create time and space for that every day. It's like exercising a muscle. If you can spend, you know, our, our daily reading, uh, you know, uh, takes about 10 to 15 minutes. If you can do that every day, you're going to find yourself being aware of God's presence throughout the day, you know, and uh, we, we need that so, so bad in our culture with the noise and the busyness and, and just allowing God, you know, I, I, I we believe that if you ask him to, God's going to show up. And this is just the practice, the ancient practice. You know, I know meditation has gotten a bad rap in evangelical circles at times, yeah. but we need, we need this today more than ever. And, and, and it's basically meditating on the presence of God that's as close to you as your next breath. Um, you know, a God who's pursuing you, who wants a relationship with you and coming every day, every morning, clearing space to kind of remind yourself that he's right there. And so that, that was our heart with this book. Wow, I love it. I, you know, scripture tells us to bring every thought captive. And I'm thinking about how something like this, if we could start our day with it rather than end our day with it, but actually start our day, what a reset button you've given us to be able to be mindful, like what your ministry is all about, to be mindful of what is happening around us. I know that I could get so busy. I, I lose track of the fact that 
oh, Jesus is here with me. Okay. Oh, he may want me to talk to that person right now. But I'm, I get so, so worked up that I don't even hear the still small voice anymore. Well, if you notice, one of the things Paul and I talk about all the time, and we really want to teach people to retrain the way they approach life in this way, we're constantly projecting ourselves into the next moment, into the future, into an uncertain future that's unwritten, and, or, or we're living in regret. And, and neither of those are the holy now. They're not right now in the presence with God. And so we think just this 10, 15 minutes every morning of practicing just being in the now with God that can expand into your day. It can, it can really help you embrace, you know, the grace of God and extend that to others. It can transform your life is, is what Paul's seen, um, you know, in his ministry over the last six, seven years. So. Yeah. I love that term, the holy now. I just feel almost like I'm walking into this beautiful cathedral called holy now. And, uh, but what would you guys say right now, especially for let's, let's focus on church pastors what do you feel like is the biggest obstacle keeping us from the holy now? That's a good question. Uh, I think for me, I think for me, um, probably a lot of my doctrine and my upbringing, as far as being open, uh, mm-hmm. is that we're so conditioned to think a certain way, believe a certain way. Uh, you know, I can remember being. I don't know if it was Packer's book about to uh, repeat the Lord's prayer was repetitious or something. And so you have all these things. We all, we all are products of our background and a lot of our backgrounds are great, great backgrounds, but I had to break out and be open to say, you know, I might not know everything Mm -hmm. and that I may be missing something. And part of the, the, the holy now or what, what, what Matt and he's done a good job. He's the one that kind of termed that one, but it's really living in the present moment. And the idea is this, and, and that's where mindful came from, is to be mindfully aware of what's going on right now. That's the whole emphasis. Mm-hmm. And that ultimately um, uh, is, is that this is the only moment right now. Everything before we happen, it's gone. The future is an illusion. So part of that process is learning to walk and be aware of that. So that my life, as I walk through the day, I say, this is all I have is right now. And I learned to let go of my past. I learned to say not to be so anxious. Now I only have after being retired, I only have about, well, now with this, I've got a lot of work to do. But I used to have 50 (laughs) things a day to do a day. Now I have only three or four things that I really have to get done. But to be aware during that day that I can stop. And that's what Matt's speaking about is that we give you a little bit of anchor to say, in the moment when you get all stressed to take a deep breath and just say, I'm here with God. He's here with me. He's not left me. I'm out here doing my thing. And this is, this is restorative for, for people yes. in the ministry and for church communities because it's, it's, it's a paradigm shift. It, you know, the book is organized into seasons because so much of our spiritual growth is agricultural. And we don't live in that kind of culture anymore. It's, it's fast food needs to be done. Let me tell you, if you sit down and try to do a contemplative prayer practice every day, it's, it's going to be hard for the first couple of days. So, you know, we've given you a resource to kind, of, to kind of make that easier to build that. As pastors and as communities of faith, we also designed the book that it can be read together in community. But one of the things we've noticed, the paradigm shift is this. When you spend time in the presence of God and the holy now, you, you, you begin to participate in what God is doing rather than the other way around. Mm-hmm. 
Because, I, you know, we, so many of us are achievers and doers and are measuring our ministry, measuring, you know, our, our faith by what we do for God rather than, and, and God is waiting and saying, hey, you know, get in the car with me, participate in what I'm doing. Um, and that, I think Paul's seen that really transform uh, people in the ministry and, and, and it's, it's wind in their sails. It's, it's uh, uh, you know, it fills their tank uh, to spend the, that quiet, that time with God every morning and, and to, to do it in a community. I mean, I think it can really, it can really change the direction of your church if you commit to this. So Matt, I'm going to drill down a little bit more on that community piece. How can we use this resource in a community context? Because it's 40 days. And yeah. so how do you do, if your group's meeting once a week, how would you recommend utilizing this resource? Yeah, you know, we have, we have reflections. We have personal reflections at the end of, of, of every day of your 10 days. And, and we've, we kind of designed it for groups to go through, you know, in small accountability groups where you reach out to each other at the, you know, later in the day and say, hey, this, this was what came up for me in the reflection. Uh, small groups could meet, you know, every 10 days and talk through this is, this is what, this is what Jesus spoke to me as I moved through these 10 days. Um, but every day has, every day has some reflections, some, some things to think about, some things you could dis- discuss. And so there's any number of ways to do it in community. And of course, everything we do in community is better. Now yes. we, we do, you know, we've, we have, uh, uh, we have a centering prayer to begin. Uh, we have a letter from Jesus. There, there is this does require some quiet time, some quiet space. Uh, but I think it's 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 empowering to go share it, you know, with an accountability partner, with your small group, and say this is what came up for me today. You know, th- this is what God was telling me about my life, um, so that we can kind of help each other carry uh, uh, carry that stuff. So. Yeah, and I think about churches with multiple staff members. Oh, what a great way to start off this new year. Yeah. As a staff, we're going to be mindful to have a mindful year. And we're not going to let the enemy distract and tear us tear our thoughts apart anymore. We're going to focus as a staff together go, and go through this. I'm going to be passing this on to our uh, co-lead pastors and... Uh, <laughs> It might be a great tool for that. So we're partway through this interview. Can you guys tell people, we'll put it in the chat, a link, but can you tell us how to get the book now? Because I'm not sure. Is it out on the shelves now too? It's Man, right, now, right now, Amazon is the best way to get a hold of, of the book. And so, you know, in the coming month, as the, the, uh, the book industry is having all kinds of supply chain issues. So, you know, Amazon's the primary retailer right now. They can also purchase it at Tyndale. And then I think as we get closer to the new year, it'll be available everywhere. So. Okay. And, and folks, it's called In the Presence of Jesus authors Paul Bain and Matt Linton, and you can go to Amazon, amazon.com. Well, and certainly not to interrupt, you well, can certainly go to mindfulchristianitytoday.com and there's there's a link there that'll see yes. your retailer. Yes, and, and we're going to, thank you for saying that because I was going to have you do that at the end too. Mindfulchristianity.com, is that it? The website for you guys? Mindfulchristianitytoday.com. Today, sorry, because it is for today. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, you know, this book is just very amazing. Um, you know, you talked a, a little bit about anxiety and, and that we are finding that, especially with the younger generation and with COVID, all the COVID issues, anxiety is kind of off the charts, even I have family members who've never struggled with anxiety, dealing with anxiety 
it's just crazy. It's, it's almost like an epidemic. And how could this, uh, how could Mindful Christianity Today and your book, In the Presence of Jesus, how could it help people who are struggling with even depression or anxiety? I, I think it's important to understand that there are things that need medical help. In other words, we're not, we're not doing anything here to say, this is a cure-all, we're going to do all this. But uh, I, we do understand that people who have started the book, who have gone through things, it's a new way of addressing life and what it means to be quiet and what it doesn't mean to be quiet, uh, that you have to be doing something. So uh, let me just go here because this is calming your restless mind was one of my first lines. And I wrote about calming your restless mind. And part of the scripture was that part I used in that was uh, take every thought captive because that's all we Christians can focus on. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, through the process, I recognize that overthinking all night, we can't stop. And part of the process is, is that until you get quiet and you're willing to focus and I either talk about a word. Now, I, I went back to Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner which was Desert Fathers. And I said, I was 30 years in the ministry before I knew there was another prayer besides the Lord's Prayer. Wow. So I began to repeat it to myself. And there is something about repeating a verse of scripture. That's very biblical. Take the Lord as my shepherd, I shall not want. I will sit and I will repeat that to myself in my spirit, in my soul. and and, And I let the thoughts come and go. I let whatever it is, because, I mean, the moment I sit down, I've got a sermon to prepare. I've got bills to pay. I've got everything to do but sit here. Okay, and so I came to the conclusion one time that um, it was said that the moment we sit down to get with God, it's like being with and being someone around someone's house or it's your house and people are welcome to come in anytime they want. They just come through the doors. But the moment that you say that you're going to get alone with God, all of a sudden, when you close the doors, every visitor, every thought comes pounding at your door, beating on your door. Let me in. Let me in. Yes. And so, so anyway, for me, it became a, became a matter of how I learned to pray in a different way. Is Instead of taking every thought captive. I would sit in the presence of God and mm-hmm. I would have a thought come here and some would go and fight. But if it came about, you know, your brother, well, dear Jesus, bless my brother, the mm-hmm. church, whatever it came. And I began to let taking every thought captive. I, I can't I can't grab a thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I can turn them loose and I can turn them back to Jesus that's and I can give them a form of prayer. And that's really kind of the foundation of learning how to let the things go and move in a direction. And, and just, Matt, you may want to add something here, yeah, too. Yeah, well, I, you know, Paul talks about the renewing of our mind. He talks about the mind as if we have control over it. You know, and there's, Deb, there's a little bit of practice in this, and there's a little bit of mystery in this. Because when we ask Jesus to show up, we yeah. believe he does, you know. And so there's some there's supernatural elements to this. But there's also the practical quieting, learning to quiet yourself. 
learning to sit in the silence and allow those thoughts to pass through, you know, whether you're focusing on, you know, the word of God, whether you're focusing just on the presence of Jesus with you and, and that, that in itself is an exercise and a discipline. And so, we, you know, we believe when you, when you do these contemplative practices, there's a number of things going on. I mean, you know, there's the supernatural, there's the actual exercise. And one of the things that jumped out to me, you know, when Paul and I first started this conversation and I saw how he's, he was impacting um, you know, so many people. I, I deal with young people. Um, you know, d- during the pandemic, I read a stat, an unbelievable stat about young people considering suicide. The numbers went up and, and we have a mental health crisis. We spend more money on anxiety medication in our culture than anywhere else. And like Paul said, you know, there are certainly cases where we need medicine and we need the doctors and we need help, but we need to do a better job helping Christians understand you do have control over your mind. You know, God wants to renew your mind. This is a practice that can help you do that. This is a prayer practice that can help you kind of get a hold of that part of your life. Um, and, and I've seen it, I've seen it impact young people. So. I'm glad you brought that up because a question just came in, Paul and Matt. It, um, the person asked, it seems like for a mature audience, would this resonate well with young adults or high school groups? And then what hurdles would people have implementing this with them? I know I started reading the book and it's very accessible. I feel like anyone in high school or in college age could easily um, use it. But could you maybe address that question? The, you know, really the uh, voice of Jesus is my 45 years of experience. And each each day deals with different aspects. The first, as Matt said, all the, the seasons and did all that work. And and uh, it's the, the invitation to meet Jesus in the first 10, in the first season. And then it goes into other things. And so it's really to speak to the condition of the heart, mm-hmm. things that relate to people. I mean, from uh, heartache to separation to death to uh, all those things. So in that regard, it speaks and it also gives that opportunity to respond. And, and I think sometimes our younger people are, and I say younger, yes, they're younger now. For sure. uh, uh, my six granddaughters all under 14 keep me young, but anyway. Uh, but yes, I think, I think, I think that our young people, uh, they're so busy. They may not. I think that you can attempt to sit down if you do it. And you, you don't you don't start out and go, for, go five, you know, 10 or 20 minutes. Sure. The first time you sit down, you'll be lucky to get one or two minutes and you're not going crazy. Yeah. So it's part of the process. And uh, I think that Matt and I are going to be working on uh, try to have some of those tools. Eventually, Good. we've been kind of behind the eight ball as fast as we could to get the book out. Yeah. And but the goal was Matt and Matt is the he is the master of 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 the implementation and stuff. And so, Matt, you might speak to that. I'll put you in on the pressure well, here. No, not not. You know, Deb, it, one of the things that I love about this for young people is the is the voice of Jesus aspect to it. We, we set out to remind people who Jesus was. And so, you know, we, 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 there's a lot of contemplative talk here, but this can also just be used as a devotional. And the thing I love, you know, you might my. my uh, my crew in my house range from 14 to 23, and I work with college students. Um, the thing that I love about this is, you know, we're, we're telling our young people who Jesus is and the Jesus, the Jesus who pursues you, um, the Jesus who pursues you with boundless grace and love. 
And, you know, one of the things that I always loved about Paul, he, when he would write in the voice of Jesus, it came out of the, the wisdom of experiencing grief, of, of loving people through hard things, of it just, it, it's just dripping with the grace that I know, uh, you know God has for us. And so that's the voice of Jesus, the Jesus that they meet working through this devotional. And so I love that for young people. You know, if, if, if this is the Jesus that, that they can meet in a book, I'd be really happy to take my, my youth group through it or my college group through it. Yes. And it actually feels like it could be a tool for discipleship, teaching them prayer, teaching them, you know, study of the word a little, you know, there's scriptures in there and you have tied them together with very accessible little devotionals. So I could see it as a very useful discipleship tool with, with that audience. Um, I want to ask you guys, um, how do you help? How do you hope? How do you hope your message in this book will resonate with your leader, with your readers? Do you have hopes about this book and what you hope to see it accomplish actually with your readers? Especially, let's think about church planters and, and pastors. What's your hope and dreams for this book? My hope would be that uh, it would restore and give hope to every pastor, every person that loves Jesus. Uh, that starts out wanting to serve God. Yeah. And then through all the stuff, church splits. I said, unless you've been through a church split, you really, you don't really know if you love God or not, wow. but it's, you know, you're going to go through every trial and, and the ministry is one of the loneliest places. There is. And that's why it's written for, for, as a pastor. And, but ultimately it's to each one to say, you're not alone. Jesus is with you, and here's some tools to help you deal, to gain some, uh, just a little bit of awareness that God is present and he loves you all the time. We just don't hear that enough. Isn't that true? Yeah. Thank you, Paul. What about for you, Matt? You know, I, I think everything, Paul has this great saying, it's a Native American saying, the longest journey is from your, your head to your heart. And everything in our culture attacks us, uh, uh, you know, up here. Um, you know, we see thousands of ads every day. You know, our, our dopamine is being trained to respond to scrolling on screens. And, and, and we are becoming people who live in our head. Um, and Christ does his work in our hearts. And so I think our dream from this from the beginning was, gosh, can we give our culture a place to remind themselves like, hey, your heart is where change begins. You know, God is as close as your next breath. If you can spend this space, this time, you know, with Jesus. Um, and I go, you know, the Matthew 7 thing, I think is perfect. You know, build, build your day on the solid rock, you know, especially with the chaos and the noise, the stress, the anxiety of modern culture. We need that more than ever. And I think that's, that was the first conversation. That's the conversation that kind of led to this book. So, yeah, it, I think it would be great Christmas gifts for your staff, for yourself, for your spouse. Actually, as a family, how cool would it be to go through this book, 40 Days as a Family, and do a devotional together in the morning as you do your breakfast? And I could just see so many practical ways to utilize this book. Can you tell our listeners again how they can get these materials? Tell us about where they can sign up at Mindful Christianity Today. Well, Mindful Christianity Today is the actual website as okay. far as, uh, and it has 
a place you can sign up for newsletters, but really the Facebook page also is, uh, yeah. and it, it has a lot of memes and different things. It's, 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 a, it's not just all preaching or whatever else. <laughs> so it's it, fun. <laughs> it's, it's, yes, it's to affect positive change in the life of others. And I think the greatest tool is, is that this is uh, I have people now that are going to give it to their brothers and sisters who have maybe walked away from faith yeah. because it's 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 the Jesus. You know, as one guy told me one time just recently, a lot of people uh, there's they don't have a problem with Jesus. They just have a problem with us. Yeah. And I think this is where this is at. And then the other part is on the books. If you just Google in the presence of Jesus book, it'll come up all over. In fact, I've got a gal that she's got Christian bookseller. She hasn't gotten her book. And I she was online and I comment and I said it may be a while because they're oh. pretty much pushing. Uh, but Tyndale is Tyndale would be the best place probably is outside Amazon okay. uh, to get the book. OK. All right. We'd love and we'd love to have good feedback. <laughs> good. And we'd we'd love to have uh, this. This is the message that we we started. You know, we, I started with this message to bless people and bless pastors and leaders eight years ago, and it's gone beyond anything we could ever imagine or dream. Matt's part of that. Who is just, you know, he's just everything and everything we're doing. And I think uh, we, we decided we, we, we went into ministry if we really had a genuine call of God to touch people with Jesus and show that to the world. And that's what we hope this book does. I love that. Do you both have social media handles that people can look at and go to and start following? The, the, the social media is mindful Christianity on if you put that in on Facebook, you'll, you, it'll pop up. Okay. A, yeah. yeah. A I, write, I write for I write for Pastor Paul at Mindful Christianity and uh, Matt Litton writes on on Instagram and on Facebook. Matt Litton, L-I-T-T-O-N. Yeah. Writes. Yeah. OK, perfect. All right. Well, everyone, we are just so delighted to have had you join us today for the Exponential Book Tour in the presence of Jesus with Paul Bain and Matt Litton and super excited with his upcoming book. I recommend you get it and you use it. I uh, honestly, I'm so excited to start using it because like I said, I can be, I can be Martha and I'm going to use this to practice being Mary because I know that coming out of COVID, I I've gotten busier and busier and I hate it. And I need a new rhythm as I've taken on a new position. And so I'm excited to use this to help me get back into a rhythm of just being very mindful of every single day and mindful of Jesus's presence with me and what he and I are going to co-create together. But I got to, I got to slow down and sit down. So <laughs> I got to learn to be still again. Uh, I think COVID was a gift, but yes. So any um, parting thoughts for our audience today, Matt and Paul? Pastors and leaders, wives of pastors, husbands, whoever, be blessed, be encouraged. There is hope and that uh, uh, do not become weary in well-doing. Good. Thank you, Paul. And I know that comes from the depths of your heart and experience. Thank you. What about for you, Matt? You know, just Paul and I, are, we're always so encouraged when we're able to get out and meet leaders and pastors 
Um, you know, we, we feel like we are a part of something that's happening um, in our culture of, of folks finding, it, you know, what we're trying to build, finding a place um, to ground themselves in the presence of Jesus. So, you know, we, we think this is, is beyond this book. Um, we're seeing it happen across, uh, you know, all denominations. And so that's really exciting to us. So. Good. Well, I would love to, before we close, I would love to pray over both of you and this book. So um, all of you listening, go ahead and uh, join us in prayer. Precious Father, we are so grateful that you have given us tools to help us learn how to be in your presence. And we know, Lord, that there are times that our lives get so busy that we don't even stop and sit down in a day, let alone sit at your feet. And we're asking that you would first forgive us for that and help us to begin to set more mindful patterns and rhythms in our life that would connect us deeply with you. Father, we thank you that um, Jesus modeled that for us through his entire ministry career on earth. And Lord, thank you for Matt and Paul as they have written about this and they have provided us a wonderful gift to practice sitting at your feet. Would you bless this book and bless the distribution of this book? Would you bless the ministry, Mindful Christianity Today, Lord? Would you bless that and help more and more people get ministered to by accessing these resources? Lord, also be with Exponential as they move forward towards their upcoming global seminar. And we ask, Father, that you would just make us so aware of your presence this upcoming Advent season that we just can't help but fall in love with you over and over again. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, everyone. In closing, we just want to invite you to go check out resources at multiplication.org. We have upcoming in March, our upcoming Exponential Global in Orlando, and you can sign up at exponential.org for that. And we just hope you'll join us again. Go out and get Paul and Matt's book. And we look, we just hope that you have a great Thanksgiving and holiday season and look forward to hopefully seeing you in Orlando in March. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Matt, for joining me today. It was so fun. Now I'm signing up. As soon as I get off here, I'm signing up for all that you guys have to offer. And uh, blessings to all of you, too. Have a great Thanksgiving, and we will hopefully see you soon. Take care.